Hello folks, this is Larry Schaefer with Living Scripture Daily. Thank you for joining me on my journey of discovery of God's amazing Word. We are in the book of Luke chapter 5 verses 27 through 32 and we are continuing our story of Levi the tax collector, better known as Matthew, the author of the first gospel. Well, have you ever heard the phrase, hello, I'm with the IRS and I'm here to help? Well, what is your perception of people who work for the IRS? I don't know anyone necessarily who works for the agency. I'm sure there's many good and kind people there, but I must admit, I don't have a favorable sense for tax collectors. I know it's legal and it's my obligation to pay my full share, which I have always done, but I don't always feel good about paying taxes. Well, the Jewish people have always paid taxes and tithes going back to the time of Moses. I discussed the Jewish obligation for tithes and taxes as well as the freedom that we have in giving under Christ in my book, Wealth, Prosperity, and Giving, which you can find on Amazon. But during the time of Christ, when the Romans ruled over the Jewish nation, taxes were a heavy burden for the Jews. The Romans used a system of selling a tax collection franchise to the highest bidder. Uh, and, and it was the Roman-haired Antipas that would sell these franchises. At the time of Christ, the system worked something like this. An employed tax collector would sit in a booth and collect taxes from individuals within his jurisdiction. He would keep a portion and pass on the rest to the tax franchise owner. That tax franchise owner would then take a portion and pass on an allocated amount to Herod. Herod would take a portion and pass on the allocated amount to Rome. So when Jesus fixed his gaze on Matthew, Matthew was sitting in a tax booth collecting taxes. He was on the front lines of the tax collecting system. The people could put a face to the burdensome system by looking at Matthew as he sat in that booth. You see, at this time, tax collectors were the worst of the worst within the Jewish society. They were literally the dregs of the society and hated above all others. Most likely, Peter, James, and John, who were, they were already following Jesus at this time, Peter, James, and John probably knew Matthew and hated Matthew because his booth was set up near the seashore there in Capernaum where the fishermen fulfilled their vocational duties. Isn't that interesting that Jesus brought these men together to be his disciples? Well, Matthew was not hidden like the franchise owners. He was in the booth, seen by all, collecting taxes, and also, most likely, sending out thugs to collect overdue taxes from the poor. Well, Matthew was a Jew, collecting taxes from his fellow Jews, keeping a portion, and then sending the rest to Rome. He was a sellout. He was a Judas of sorts, even before the term Judas obviously was well known. He extorted from his people in order to pay the Romans, and he pocketed a hefty sum for himself. Well, Jesus was walking by him. Jesus fixed his gaze on Matthew. What did Jesus see? Jesus didn't see the face of a selfish and greedy tax collector. He didn't see Matthew for who he had been. At that moment, I believe he saw him for who he would become. 
He saw Matthew as a beloved follower and disciple. Well, when Jesus looks at you, who does he see? He saw Matthew preaching the gospel with wisdom and boldness. He saw Matthew researching and writing the gospel account of Jesus. And it's interesting that the gospel of Matthew is primarily directed toward a Jewish audience. Matthew wrote words of life to the people whom he previously swindled. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Jesus sees us not for how we have sinned and acted in the past, but instead in Christ, clean, pure, and useful to him for his glory. For those of us who have received Jesus. When Jesus fixed his gaze on Matthew, he saw the simple faith of a wretched sinner. He saw the fullness of God's grace covering him with forgiveness and mercy. Folks, our past does not equal the future. My beloved pastor, who is loved by many and faithfully preaches the word of God weekly, verse by verse, he's a former addict, alcohol and meth. His past is his past. It's part of his story and it's not forgotten, but it no longer defines him. His now is that he is loved by God and useful to him. When Jesus is involved, past results are not indicative of future results. Jesus changes everything. Well, when Jesus reaches in and releases the power of his grace and mercy into the heart of a sinner, just like Matthew, just like my beloved pastor, no matter how bad the person is, all that is needed is a simple call to follow Jesus. Jesus said to Levi, the tax collector, follow me. And he left everything behind and got up and began to follow him. Father, the stories you have given us in the Bible are amazing. Matthew's story is a story of redemption that you also have written in our lives. Our stories are not stories of how we pulled ourselves up and transformed our own lives. Our stories are all about you and how you changed us from the inside out. Thank you for writing the stories of redemption in our life. Thank you that you have caused us to be born again and you have made us new creations in Christ. We are forever grateful.